0: Good morning listeners, we are continuing with the series based on the theme, Embracing Revival, Achieving Excellence Through Effective Leadership, which is the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica's theme for 2024. Experiencing Revival is a longing and passion of all Christians who desire to be effective in carrying out the mandate of our Lord Jesus Christ given in the Great Commission. Go therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, to the end of the age. Amen. Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen to twenty. Crucial to revival is the preparedness of individuals and congregations and the church at large. The formula that God gave to King Solomon when the newly built temple in Jerusalem was dedicated to the Lord is timeless and never fails to work. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. 2 Chronicles 7 verses 12-14 through 14. It is also critical to realize that God always uses leaders in accomplishing his purposes. Throughout history, from Bible times to our days, God has raised up and used leaders to change nations. Samuel, Elijah, Peter, Jonathan Edwards, George Whitefield, John and Charles Leslie, Billy Grahams, and the list goes on. God calls leaders leaders. Or, to put it more appropriately, he calls people, men and women, and mold them into the leaders that he needs to carry out his purposes. One significant and towering person that God called to be a leader was Moses. God's call to him to take up the mantle of leadership was met with resistance. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come now therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I? that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. Moses provides a perfect case study of how God calls a leader from among the people to perform an assignment. I want to explore with you some essential points about the call of leaders. Each call is unique, but there are similarities which are important. We will begin with the fact that God requires a leader to have an emotional investment in the work to which he or she is called. Having been miraculously delivered from the fate meted out to babies born to Israelite women by the Egyptians who were determined to control the Israelite population, Moses led a privileged life. He was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter and became a prince in Egypt. Amazingly, His identity was so deeply embedded in his mind that when it mattered, he made the right choice. The writer of Hebrews says, By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt for he looked for the reward. Hebrews eleven twenty-four 24-26 What is the background to this statement? Let's turn to Exodus 2. Now it came to pass in those days, when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. And he said to the one who did the wrong, Why are you striking your companion? Then he said, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses, but he fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Exodus two eleven to fifteen. Moses had bought into the idea of freeing God's people from bondage even before God called him. He had a passion for the task and a bias for action. He thoughtlessly went about it without consulting God however. The necessity of this he would learn by experience later in life. Always God's job must be done God's way. A very important and necessary requirement of effective leaders is shown in the incident. Leaders must have skin in the game. Having skin in the game means being directly involved in or affected by a situation, especially financially. When someone has skin in the game, they have incurred some risk, whether monetary or otherwise, by participating in achieving a particular goal or outcome. For example, executives or company owners who hold a significant stake in their company's shares demonstrate that they share a vested interest in the company's success, which is considered important to investors. So, Having skin in the game implies a personal investment or commitment to a particular endeavor. From this springs enthusiasm and a passion to succeed and the capacity to be resilient or to bounce back after setbacks. Moses identified with the cause of deliverance of God's people. He had an emotional investment in the project. However, both his timing and his method were wrong. He needed to receive the divine call of God. God had delivered him from being thrown into the river where he would have been eaten by crocodiles. God had given him an exceptional education and a wonderful environment to grow up in, but he was not ready. The call to leadership is vitally necessary. Call in a biblical sense refers to a summon to serve by none other than God Almighty himself. There is no greater prerequisite for involvement in Christian ministry than the call of God. It is crucial and it is critical. Are you seeking great things for yourself? Don't do it! God states in Jeremiah 45 verse 5, the call must come from God. In the New Testament, James states, Dear brothers and sisters, Not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. James 3 verse 1. He was warning that the role is not to be assumed, the role of leadership is not to be assumed without due consideration, and more importantly, without the overarching necessity of the call of God. Timing of the call. God is sovereign. He chooses the timing of the call to leadership. It is often said that timing is everything. This is not true that in leadership, God both prepares and calls, and then he develops his leaders. The most enduring image of a leader is that of a shepherd. Moses fled from Egypt and became a refugee in the land of Midian, only to become a shepherd for some 40 years. David, who became the second and most effective king of Israel, was a shepherd. Psalm 78 says of him, He also chose David his servant and took him from the sheepfolds, from following the yews that had young. He brought him to shepherd Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. Speaking of God's total care and leadership of his people, David wrote in the 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus, the ultimate model of leadership, said of himself, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. John 10 verse 11. Leaders need to be shepherd like Moses, like David, like Jesus. Listeners, you who have answered the call of Jesus Christ on your life, by accepting him as your Lord and personal Savior. His call to leadership is on your life as much as it is on the lives of pastors, elders, deacons, evangelists, and yes, lawyers, doctors, politicians who belong to the family of Christ followers. We are called to influence people into the faith and to nurture them like shepherds. Leadership. Is influence. Nothing more, nothing less, says John C. Maxwell. I pray that you will answer the call and be used by God in a lifetime of service as his leader. Next week, we will continue focusing on the call of God on the life of Moses as a leader.